0: Light red. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are now listening to nonsense at its finest, live from Cypress, Texas. This is Bar Top Banner with your two hosts, Josh Roach and Key Smith. Morning, and happy Sunday, fun day coming at you live record from the Bar Top Banger Studios here in Cypress, Texas. You got Josh and Keith. That's me. Sam back behind the camera, making sure everything is running smoothly. We love our interns. She's awesome. She's she great. Is amazing. Um episode three, sports moments that gave us the goosebumps. This episode is powered by New Vodka. New vodka is out of Dallas, Texas. It's distilled six times, one hundred percent corn. And the NUE stands for never underestimate Texas vodka.
0: You're really good at the promos. Hey, I I'm kn- not gonna lie. It's not my gig.
1: I, I think that this could be a future for me. I just I just talk about people's products.
0: Absolutely. I just need to watch my mouth, and everything will be just fine in the world of Bar Top <laughs> But
1: But um, go to your Ooh. local liquor store. Pick this product up. Support them. They're supporting us, making sure we're having a good time. Uh, again, new vodka out of Dallas, Texas. It's from Texas. We support Texas. Let's keep it that way.
0: We love Texas a lot. What a
1: week I have had. Let me hear about it, because I already know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the, the high point and the excitement that gets dropped to a low point very quickly. Oh. Um, so I've got
0: tears running down my face right now. You
1: should, you should. Cause it was a heartbreaking end of the week. But that being said, birthday's coming up Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. Are you Mexican? I am not. I am definitely Caucasian. Uh,
0: yeah, you're pretty pigment changed. It's good.
1: A white boy. <laughs> I understand. Um, but yeah, that being said, going down to Galveston for my birthday and, uh, I have booked the Chad Cook Band to play uh, May 6th, the day after my birthday, down in Crystal Beach. Uh, a bunch of great guys they are, I'll tell you what.
0: Absolutely. I saw them live one time somewhere in Cypress, Texas, in a backyard next to a pool. It was the most amazing concert I've ever been to, besides New Kids on the Block.
1: Um, I vaguely remember that because it was my backyard. It was my backyard. That was my concert. It was. It was. Um, guys, did, did Kylie know you had a concert here? She did. Uh, I think she forgot at the end of the show though, she yeah, she had fun that. that day though. Yeah, it was a great time, man. The guys, Chad, Kevin, Mike, Dallas, a bunch of great dudes, um, coming out there, going to hang out for the day. I think they even may be crashing at the at the house for the night. But if you're not listening to the Chad Cook Band, you're missing out. Please check them out. They got four straight number one singles. Uh, you got four minutes, life behind bars, the new one, bringing country back, just hit number one on the Billboard Texas Regional Charts, and Cowboys Cowgirls. A couple dates. If you are in the area, Lukenbach, they are headlining legendary Lukenbach on the main stage on the 16th,
0: Texas. Texas.
1: I can't sing that well. But headlining their first headlining show there. They are then going to be at Dodge City Saloon in Victoria, Texas, on the 17th, the 23rd. They're going to be at Neon Moon in Bay City. What a place that was the last time I went. It was a great time. Stone Cold going to be in Victoria. If he is, I'm sure you would go. Raising
0: some hell, drinking some beer.
1: <laughs> if he was, I'm sure, I'm sure you would be there. Let's
0: reach out. Chad Cook, get him.
1: Don't <laughs> cold. On the 30th, they're going to head to the Riverway Bar and Grill in Trinity, Texas before they finish up at Schroeder Hall with Bubba Wesley, who's another amazing performer on the 26th of June in Goliad. So if you're not listening, to Chad Cook, make sure you're out there checking it out. Uh, they're great. I can't wait to have them on my birthday. I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. Something exciting May 5th for you. I'm going to try to make it down. i got too much going on. Life is a little hectic right now. Daughter, you, just, you
1: just celebrated a birthday, too.
0: About to finish up. You interrupted me. Daughter's birthday. 15 years old. I can't believe that she's been around 15 years. 15-year-old 15 girls in the house. At the same time, let's just say the estrogen is a little too much for me. But happy birthday to my daughter as she gets older, and I love her very much. But she can still be a little snatched sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's always a plethora of kids at your house. I don't think I could have the patience for that, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and when, when they come around taking their shirts off, the guys, not the girls, I must put them in the backyard
1: after faster. <laughs> I remember you sent me that picture. I'm like, why does that kid not have a t-shirt on in your house?
0: Yeah, if he wasn't underage, I would have kicked him right in the dick.
1: <laughs> bunch of freaking kids these days. They're just no manners. I don't understand They're it. raised by
0: wolves, man. Yeah, I mean, wolves, clearly.
1: Parents, parents are something else. It must, uh, you know, I, I don't have an explanation. Dad would have whooped my ass real quick. Jim Roach would have put me in my place, but parents these days are a little different, I guess. Love me some Papa Roach. Um, Houston, though, Houston News, Deshaun Watson, man, wow. Where do we start? I mean, you. 21? 22 now. 22? 22, up to 22, and two of the accusers have now spoken out publicly. I I saw that, I saw that, but I'm going to say this.
0: Why can't a guy just find one woman willing to put her finger in his ass and just pay her? She's going to keep shut. Why do you got to find a new one
1: every couple of weeks? That big a deal? I mean, variety is the spice of life. I don't have a masseuse. I don't have someone a massage therapist. So I don't know. I don't know how many you need.
0: I've got a wife. If, she, if I really want to get my anal glands checked on a regular basis, just switch fingers. It feels different. <laughs>
1: Am I wrong? Not, I. I wouldn't know, but I'm glad that you have some insight on that. So we that should be, that should be based interesting. On the
0: different size of people's fingers is going to feel different in your anal cavity.
1: I mean. Not a lot goes in my anal cavity. A lot goes out of my anal cavity. But I can't wait to ask Sarah about this. Love you, honey. This is great. I can't wait for the next topic of that conversation. Um, but, yeah, what was it? Um, Nike just suspended his uh, sponsorship, so that's got to hurt the pocketbook. As they should. At first, I you know, I was kind of on the fence. He wanted out of Texas. He didn't want to be a Texan anymore. And I thought, man, this is a, a unique time for all this to be coming out. But once everything starts, you know – Building steam and more and more coming out, it's kind of hard to not think that something was going on. Again, innocent until proven guilty, that is where I'm at, but 22 is a lot. A lot.
0: I always look at the lawyers. How can you be the lawyer on the defense for this and be like, yep, he's innocent? Like OJ's lawyer. What the hell are they thinking?
1: Well, I mean, technically, He, he won. Technically, he was innocent. That's what that's what goes down in the records. He was innocent. We, I mean he know we know OJ killed everyone in that driveway. Steve Harvey been saying that since ninety eight.
0: And Steve Harvey is one of the smartest
1: men I know on daytime TV. He, he's hilarious. And
0: he's the best Family Feud host ever.
1: <laughs> I can watch the Family Feud YouTubes, him making fun of everyone for hours and get lost in it.
0: You know what I saw? Drew Carey still hosting the prices right. He looks like Santa Claus. He's got a beard. You look like a brewer, but it's all gray and nasty. They have changed up the prices, right?
1: Bet it. I, I'm still a prices, right fan. If Bob Barker or if it's Drew Carey, man, if I'm up at 10 o'clock on my day off, I am watching the wheel and ho- praying for Plinko. Pr- praying for Plinko. It's kind
0: of funny because didn't Bob Barker get um in some trouble with his Barker's beauties, just like Deshaun Watson?
1: I, maybe before my time. I am old. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't recall, but eh. Is Bob Barker? Yeah, maybe, Happy, Gil- Happy Gilmore. He, maybe he should have gotten neutered. Happy Gilmore tried to take him out.
0: Um, Great movie. Can't wait. It, can't wait for the sequel. Yeah. Judah.
1: <laughs> and I was just, you know, decided I'd do a nice thing for my mom and her husband, stepfather Jay, and we went to the mall to get her some jeans. Parking in a parking spot, I'm like, man, I really don't want to park here. I, there's too many open spaces. People steal catalytic converters and tailgates like this. That was in your mind as you were parking. as I parked. I shit you not, 20 minutes later, I turn on that truck, and it sounds like I've got the, a race car, and they stole my damn catalytic converter while we were in the mall.
0: I have, I'm at a loss for words because people suck, as we know. Yes. they need to knock this shit off. Aftermarket catalytic converters, the precious metals, whatever they got going on in there, you should just step on them right I, in their pecker hole.
1: I mean, it, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, insurance help helping take care of it. That's still mo- a lot of money just to do that. And You got a podcast to... Ford. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, what a bunch of dirtbags, and I, I I have no words for them. I mean, the the good side of me is saying, I really hope that they had some children starving to death, and that was the only way to get money. The other part is, I want to run them over with my truck and leave them for dead. Run to,
0: over in my truck, less evidence.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it super pissed me off super good, ruined my day, and all hell broke loose, and it was just a downward spiral after that. But it's a new week. I was giving you air hugs from a distance, by the way. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. You um, wrecked them. New week, new episode. Let's do this. Talking about some sports. It's kind of a take two. It is, because we had the technical difficulty, so we were a week behind.
0: Yeah. Ho Chi Minh, when you're seeing this, I don't blame
1: you. <laughs> I, I just kind of want to know his motive sometime. I, th- I think there is a, a secret motive that we are unaware of.
0: Yeah, he's busy in Arkansas with all of his inbred relatives, so we'll see him next week. We'll have this conversation. But will we? We will.
1: Nah, you may. Unless he gets pregnant. So, sports moments. This is, a, you know, on my, on my thought on this. I love sports. I could talk about sports moments, calls, games that change my life. But I wanted to make sure that I was present at the game or I was old enough to remember it. Christian Lakner shot against Kentucky Elite Eight. One of the best sports moments of all time. I was really too young to appreciate it at the time. I was there. Yeah, you're right. You were there. I was in Minneapolis. Um, so seeing it older, you just a uh, ten for ten free throw, ten for ten shooting. Christian Lagner tore it up, game winner. Uh, Grant Hill on that team, great performance. But I don't remember it as it happened. So you know things like that will not be on my list. When it banked in, I
0: went crazy in the living room. He, I wasn't even Duke fan. I didn't. I could care less who won at that point. A who out of the Duke teams? The game itself was amazing. I had a great time watching that it's sitting in my grandparents' living room from Minneapolis. And then Christian Lagner turned out to be a Timberwolf. He sucked, but he turned out to be a Timberwolf.
1: Yeah. I mean, greatest college basketball player of the 90s, you could argue, was Lakener, and didn't quite live up to expectations of the pros. But what a college career. What a game. Um,
0: he has some badass hair. He,
1: he, in, all, in all forms. Sometimes it was long. Sometimes it was short. The dude, dude was ready to play with a nice head of hair.
0: And it was wavy like my back <laughs> hair.
1: <laughs> I, good Lord, the visual that came in my mind was of George the Animal Steel. Is uh, it close to that?
0: Maybe thicker.
1: Check out George the Animal Steel on uh, Google and Google it. O- post in the comments on YouTube. Apparently that's Keith or Facebook. Back, Keith's back here using my chest. Um, one of the one of the first not first moments one of the most exciting moments for me was definitely um being able to go to some uh, Rangers World Series games. I got to go to uh, three of them. And um, you know that Sorry. Th- I I wouldn't. It was exciting. But we didn't we didn't pull it out, but being there was awesome. We did. Um, you did. Yep. I mean, once. I won't I won't hurt your feelings and go into the massive scandals that apparently didn't happen but
0: so Dodgers fans here went we go to here the, we, you can I want I want, our, I want our
1: listeners to know that uh, an Astros fan you talk about banging <laughs> they'll have excuses after excuse this is no excuse oh I can't I've
0: got no excuses I can't wait I'm saying this is a great in, uh, weekend in Anaheim because Dodgers fans came to Anaheim threw trash cans on the field at somebody else's park And it was awesome.
1: Why? That's awful. That was great. Why Why was that
0: great? Because as Reggie Jackson once said. Great ball player. Absolutely. You don't boo legends. People get booed because they're good.
1: Yeah. That's what it is.
0: People are scared of us. We're the Astros. We're going to take care of business. We're five and one.
1: Here we go. Just See, saying, I just knew that you had to hog my topic again with some kind of Astros propaganda. I interrupt
0: on a regular basis in and, life and in barter banter. And for
1: any Astros fan that will use and baseball person that nope don't nope no. nope you started this you started this <laughs> so now I've got to finish it. They will talk about that you had to know what they had to hit it. They they just had to hit it. I didn't say that. Oh, you never said that. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, Astros fans. Congratulations on the great start of the season. Most of y'all are my friends, but dear Congratulations God. Congratulations
0: to you too, Rangers. You're still alive. Hey, <laughs> hey you had a full stadium. 40,000 people.
1: I mean, it was full. Yes. I cannot wait but,
0: to see the COVID numbers. Not that I give a shit, but it's going to be great.
1: God. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Napoli and story for ruining your shine. Um, but on, yeah, twenty eleven, You were
0: great for two seasons.
1: 2011 World Series, two-run lead. I can't wait until you start talking. I'm going to just <laughs> shit all over what you got. Um, but I got to be there, second row, C3, with my buddies uh, Kirk and Matt, who uh, it, was, it was just an experience. I wasn't even supposed to go to that game. I went to the game before, and on a whim, we got tickets and went, and it was tied 2-2, uh, bottom of the eighth, and Napoli just cranks it into the gap. We get two people in, Young and Cruz, and that was one of those moments where everyone was so excited, hugging, high-fiving, we were pumped, you know. Really felt like we had that series, and we obviously didn't win the series, but it was, it was was it was one of those memories that it was – Partying after the win, going down to Humperdinks with some other Glenrose people, getting drunk, taking a nap before I had to be back at work for Keith. Man, I remember being just going crazy behind the guy with the flag in center it's field. And it's 4-2 Texas in the so yeah, four-two, won the, won the game. I heard it so nice, I wanted to hear it twice. Um, but it was one of those memories that. I still think about, I still talk to my buddies about, and I will relive, relive that memory probably all the time I go to a Rangers game. Sadly, it didn't work out. Um, Napoli did get to go to Boston, and if I'm correct, get a ring. Um, so good for him, but didn't quite, didn't quite win the World Series that year, but hell of an experience.
0: I'll be honest, those experiences you talk about, I remember you back then when mm-hmm. our relationship was getting started and the excitement in you, the Shmedium t-shirts, running around the bar being so excited about everything. It, it made me smile back then, and it, it makes you smile today.
1: It was a it was a it was a good a good year of sports for me. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: you can't talk smack about Astros Rangers back then because y'all took the took it that far. As we sat in the basement, to taking uh taking it up the butt from everybody in the AL and NL. Well, you got a ring, so you got something to show for it after that being in the basement. You're damn skippy, but that being all over that. My are just on experiences on the field. I've got so much to happen in my life. I'm so blessed, so lucky to be able to share them right now with this. Frank Viola, 1987, there were some times where I think he won the Cy Young that year as well as the World Series for the whole team with the Kirby Puckett, which we'll talk about later as well. He had a ritual. He ate pasta at TJ Fridays with his family before all of his starts. So we knew the T.J. Fridays he went to. We went down there. There's a baseball card shop called Shinders. We get some cards. Uh, me and my mom, my brother. Went to TJ on Friday, sat up in the front, just kind of waited, praying, hoping he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, an hour or so, two hours went by. I don't even know exactly how long it was. Uh, the whole staff knew what we were doing up there. Lo and behold, Frank Viola, curly hair, <laughs> six foot four, whatever he was, tall, lanky, walks in with his wife and kids, which right there was enough for me. Right. And right behind him, Jose Canseco walked in with him. He was
1: a beast at that so, time, too.
0: Again, the steroid issue, we can talk about all day. I just got a Jose Canseco card on our Facebook Live through Box Top Panther that we, uh, my son and I started kind of playing with. I'm a fan of Canseco. Always have been since 86. I got no issues with that. But seeing both of them at the same table, I was 11 years old-ish. Went up right up to him. My, my, my parents taught me manners. Uh, that kind of hasn't translated into an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was awesome. That was one of my experiences where I still get tingles. You know, we talk about sports experiences with goosebumps without the orgasm. You know, I wasn't blowing anything back then. So just the goosebumps itself with Conseco and Viola all in one TJ Fridays, I still got the autographs. They're
1: still in my house. I mean, that's a. <clears throat> not many people have stories like that. Not just. Meeting someone and getting an autograph, but at dinner and then being polite enough to chat with you for a second, that's pretty sick.
0: Yeah, it really was. As a, as a kid, that's what you dream of, which those experiences are very difficult to come by these days. We're, we're lucky with Astros. They got some good guys in the city, and they, they, they make their rounds. You got the Bregmans. You got the Altuves. Springer Correa. Uh, sorry, Springer. You're in Canada now. Yeah. Drinking the Molson. <laughs> fucking the Mooses. But uh, yeah, those experiences are what make me as a man.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that builds a sports repertoire and just thoughts that makes you want to see more sports and get more involved with sports. Um, like I said, 2011 was a hell of a year for my sports teams, being from the Metroplex, and the long-awaited championship for the Mavs came that year. Um, you know, we had a chance in 06. The Heat knocked us off with Wade and Shaquille um, after being up 2-0, but this, this was the one when finally we felt I felt good the whole time, and it was good to beat the Heat because they were so cocky. They were so sure that – I'm going to win. No, we're not going to win two or three or four. We're going to win six or whatever the hell they're talking about with Bosch and, and James and um, Wade. It was great to see them put on their butt by a team with, you know, one all-star and a bunch of good role players. But I was in Hamilton, Texas, on my way to Glen Rose, I think, and I stopped at my buddy Kirk May's house. <clears throat> and we were with his girlfriend, now wife, Amy. And we're sitting on a couch. Made from 1976, I think it had the little wagon still on it and everything that on the cushions that your great grandma probably had. Is that where you were conceived? At my buddy's house when I'm alive, it's possible I was already alive.
0: Okay, my brother-in-law was conceived on a couch that he still has. That's a that's a that's, bo- a, long,
1: that's yeah. a bold move for uh, interior decorating. Yeah. It's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. We're down big. I mean, it wasn't even really close with three a little over three minutes left. We're losing 88-73. And then Dirk Nowitzki said, Everyone hop on. Get the fuck out the way. I'm taking over. And makes a huge move past Bosch. Lefty layup. Great call. With the t- gives the lead and they have a desperation shot they to put end the game. On Why they put Bosch, I'll never know. Seven the shoot, Nowitzki. Drives with lefty layup banks it in with three point six remaining. And I love that call. Lefty time. layup so quick. Makes the move. You know, he was the greatest po- uh, power forward of the time. Unfortunately, he had one better at the time, and that was Tim Duncan, who happened to be in the same uh, the same conference and I hate to say it, but Tim was a beast. But that series, that, that whole playoffs, no one was gonna stop Dirk from getting the win. And he proved it that whole game. I mean, Jason Terry had a great game. Um Berea, Chandler, Asia, everyone had a great game, but it was the Dirk show.
0: You had a great 2011,
1: didn't you? I mean, it was it was one that you just you couldn't pass up. I remember getting so hammered that night that Mr. Brewski used a bar off. I think it's something. I think it's like Public Reserve now, but at the time we would go there all the time after after work. And he's like, "Oh, you're, you're a Mass fan, Josh." And I was like, "I am," and took care of the tab. It's like 390 dollars, and he took care of it all because he was just happy. he's a cool dude. Yeah, he, he was awesome. So that was that was a hell of a night, and I don't I don't know if I'll ever see something like that again. I hope hope we get another ring sometime soon, but outstanding night I had in Hamilton, Texas.
0: You never know when those uh, incidents are going to come up and you're going to make those memories again. It it could happen any time. I'm going right into 1991, way far away from 2011. Game six, World Series. That game was just awesome. Yeah. It was the Braves. That was the Maddox-Smoltz-Glavin era. They were bad Bobby Cox. That team could do no wrong. And Twins pushed them all the way. At game six, we were down. Dan Gladden, Grant Gagney, uh, that was a Chuck Now block time. There was some Ken Herbeck, first base, Brian Harper, catcher. Actually got to meet Brian Harper one time through Michael's business. Still got his baseball. Kirby Pug gets up in the box. That place is going rowdy. The Metronome actually, at one point during the World Series, registered on the Richter scale. Like, a,
1: like an earthquake. Pulled like the Seattle Seahawks style. Better. <laughs>
0: Better. Better. They built that stadium like a big balloon. So that thing shook like a mofo. He gets in the box. Outside pitch. Takes it up over the left center field fence, which was plexiglass back then, which Kirby was known for bouncing off of and catching. He, he defied the laws of gravity. He he
1: he didn't look like he should be able to jump just like Barkley didn't in basketball. But, man, that dude has some ups and some power and was fast.
0: You know, he didn't even get a college offer to play baseball. He was working at, I'll just say Target, but it was was a hole in the wall. And he was playing amateur ball one day, and one of the twin scouts said, who's this kid? Twins drafted him. He was the twin for life. Twelve seasons before he sadly got sick glaucoma oh.
1: there it is i love the they announcer's run. last comment it's so classic the twins go to the game. yes john gordon touch them, all, touch them all kirby puckett my man yeah i, I think that's such an authentic comment right there because it was you could tell he was just super excited and touch them all i mean that, that that part just makes the whole clip for me not the pop not everything but just that announcer's excitement is so awesome those announcers get to you. Yeah. They, they make the experience. Why was there plexiglass in that stadium? Was it, I, I don't have an answer Was it just that. kind of like... It was a real short blue wall. Uh-huh. I guess they would wanted to add a little
0: length to it. Okay. I don't have an answer. I mean, even the right field was called the hefty bag because it was just a huge plastic <laughs> bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. A tarp covering up retractable seats for when the Vikings played in there. Right. So those seats retracted until football season. That that dome was awesome. If you ever exit it, they had to relieve the pressure. Mm-hmm. You would walk out the doors and it would blow you out. If you didn't have a hold of your hat or any loose items, yeah, you would get blown wow out into the street. And don't do it in the winter because it's like negative eighteen and your <laughs> nuts <laughs> shrink and you cold as shit.
1: And that and that's why you come to Texas. I did. Um, Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, I mean that's that's an awesome thing. Kirby Puckett was the man. He was he was one of a kind. Just again, didn't look like your stereotypical athlete and he was just he was amazing um you know i'm a huge a fan i have the Giggum guys with dustin so i think i would be in trouble if i didn't mention this lsu had had our number i think since the early 90s we hadn't beat them we go to the sec and have a couple of close games but they typically put a good whooping on us um and we we get them in kyle field it's a great year it's th- it's a thanksgiving so we do a big shrimp boil at the agner tailgate have a great time go to the game we have the lead. Uh, they end up tying fumble late. Now they have the lead and we're driving down the field and Kellen Mond fumbles the ball. I'm pissed. It's me and a guy named Mike. One of my friends, we're sitting in the 12th twelfth row, like seat four and five. Fumbles the ball. I'm pissed. I'm like, let's go. I'm pissed. This, this happens every year. I'm over it and I'm walking up the stairs and they show in the replay and you can see that Mon's knees down and I go, okay, let's see what happens here. And they reverse the call. So we're all excited and we're in the you know we're in the landing of the first deck, kind of way away from our seats now.
0: So are you that fan that leaves early?
1: I, I thought the game was over. I, I was I was making my way to the door. I was I was very very frustrated to say the least. Um, this would have been this has been like six years in a row and half. Uh, are you the
0: fan that when your team loses it ruins your whole day?
1: Like, um, a, like our buddy Tim and the Cowboys. I think it depends. If it's if it's you know certain teams no. Like, we've lost to Bama all but once. Um, no, I, I'm, I, I, it is what it is. I'm excited to watch the game, and then we lose. We talk about it. But with LSU, it's you're down seven, you're down a few, and everything's going well, and you just you make the mistakes every year. Whatever they are, it seems to be your mistakes. Um, so that was kind of there, but he's driving down the field, and then it looks like he spikes the ball to stop the clock, and we're out of time. So I'm just kind of sitting there waiting. The replay shows there's a second left. And that's when the magic happens. That's when arguably the greatest game in the last seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years happened in um, SEC football. Oh. Great slant pattern. Courtney Davis. This is the
0: 46th overtime game.
1: This is, it's yeah, it was seven overtimes. That's close. And it was final score 74 72. We came out on top. But going into the end of the game, it was 31 31. So like, the defenses were playing good. The offense were playing consistent. But the energy level in the stadium at that time was outstanding. And. I don't know if it'll be replicated. It was just it was just a great, great time. And I can't wait to game can't on. wait to be back in Kyle Field to watch the game. Let's hear it. Mon
0: end zone. Caught Courtney Davis.
1: The roar of the crowd could be that. heard so far away. Um I was getting messages from Shu that night.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you were. We he, he was hammered by <laughs> halftime. So 67 OTs later. Yeah, he's three shits to the wind, having a good old time.
1: Yeah, it was, it was outstanding, and then I had uh, went back to the tailgate, and it was a great party. Everyone was excited. It was a long day, long night, but to finally get that W was awesome. So, um, again, this episode of Bar Top Banter is powered by New Vodka out of Dallas, Texas. N-U-E stands for Never Underestimate Texas Vodka. It is 100% corn, distilled six times, and super delicious. It is really good. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I actually picked up a bottle. I mix it with some transfusion. Uh, juice from bar Bartop Barstool. Bar bar Delicious. It's a, it's a great thing. But anyway. I mix it with Diamond Mountain Dew. Delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. New vodka. They're supporting us. Go to your local liquor stores and please grab a bottle and support them. Absolutely. Baseball is obviously your, your thing. That's what you do. The baseball cards. You're always at the fields if you're not here, not at work. Tonight. Game time. Game time. Ready to go. You played a little bit of baseball when you were younger. A little bit I did. Again, the
0: experiences, the highlights of my life, the things you remember for the for the rest of it, uh, I was lucky enough to play in, back in the day, they only had a couple of actual quote World Series for high school kids, where now there's 164, and they all get these plastic shitty rings, yeah. and it, it just doesn't mean anything anymore.
1: It's changed. Changed a lot, a it lot. seems like.
0: Very much. But 1996, I was graduated high school, and I got to play in the High School World Series 18 years old, in a place called Euclid, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland.
1: Doesn't sound very big.
0: It was tiny. It's actually pretty podunk overall. The city's pretty shitty. The fields are immaculate.
1: They love baseball. They they live for
0: it. Yeah. Once a year, high school kids from all over the country and the world uh, come out and play some ball, and it is nonstop from sunup to sundown. Baseball, baseball, baseball. And And the whole town shows up? It does. Yeah. Uh, the newspapers, you know, I was in newspaper clippings, articles that made their way to Houston because of the team. It was a team out of Brazos Valley. When I got that phone call one day, you know, hey, Keith's dad and my dad got the call and said, can your, son, can your son play? I was stoked. Of course. Who wouldn't be? You know, I got to fly on private jets from College Station, Brazos Valley, all the way to Euclid, Ohio, Cleveland, landing with these guys. And just, you said private
1: jets. What, where were you flying out of in uh, Houston? Uh, hobby. Okay. Fly out a hobby
0: into College Station, and then we flew College Station with the whole team and the coaches to Cleveland, Ohio. Wow, that's awesome. Just the experience as a whole. It, the kid sleeping conditions, we didn't care. We don't care they're putting up in a, in a school on cots. Not like now where kids are staying in hotels and their parents are putting up with the suites and having pool parties afterwards. We were there to play baseball. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Catching, pitching, every single game we were in the dirt. And the scouts out there—that's how I got some of my calls, letters for things. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out in the that type of that part of the country. The experience that I had, I love it. I tell my son
1: about him, and I hope that he gets to experience something like that someday. Yeah, I mean those those again. That that molds a person, molds how you feel about a lot of things. And being to experience something like that, I couldn't I couldn't imagine. I didn't get injected once. <laughs> I stayed in every game, played some ball. It was just straight badass.
0: But those are the things that. Give you goosebumps in sports, minus the orgasms.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's an experience that people can talk about and will remember. And, again, telling your son, I'm sure that has an influence on him, too, of wanting to even play baseball, to be like you, I'm sure.
0: He's better than me. At that age, he's better than me now. Really? I wish I could be my son's teammate and watch him. That's awesome. He's, he's a good teammate, too.
1: Um. This is going to be a hot topic, so I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing until I play the clip, because I, I know where this is going to go. So I'm just going to do it, and then you have to listen to it. Oh, Roach,
0: don't assume things. time. it's happening. And now they're stretched at the back. The U.S. have numbers. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's has missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory.
1: Yes, yes, Keith, your worst nightmare has From come true. From
0: Mexican ping pong all the way to the other <laughs> end of the field, we scored three goals in 84, 64 minutes, and there's extra time, and there's <laughs> penalties and flopping and all sorts of crazy stuff in this game that call soccer. It's just like
1: NASCAR. So this, this, this was a soccer match, and it was the only time I was ever late for you because I was so excited running around my room. We had to win to get to the next round, and we just didn't play a good game. The match was awful. But in the last minute, uh, Howard has a huge save, throws it out, clears it out. Dempsey has a shot who's, you know, arguably the best. Donovan behind him, who you could also argue is the best of all time in U.S. soccer. Huge goal. That was the moment that I was really into soccer. Um, You are talking about one, was it one, two, or three goals in 84 minutes?
0: It's something like that. And that's if that's how long the game lasts. Yeah. You never know because there's invisible time.
1: So on the scoring side of things, what's different between it and hockey? On no the school, on the scoring.
0: Hockey is a lot smaller. It's faster. It's quicker. They don't have teeth. They bleed.
1: I think the teeth thing would probably be a not a good thing.
0: No, it's great. <laughs> it's a mark of your profession.
1: So, I mean, more or less, you basically like the Midwest Northern version of
0: soccer. Yes, I do. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> soccer field's the size of an airport.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, it's big. It's, I mean, not as big as, have you ever watched Australian rules football? Not rugby, Aussie rules. The
0: only thing I watch in Australia is the backwards
1: toilet flushing. <laughs> You've got. Who it? doesn't
0: like watching your poop go the other way?
1: I mean, I've never been there. I've never seen it, but I think I would be excited to see you can it. You YouTube it. Um, While
0: you're on YouTube, YouTube Bar Top Banter.
1: Bar Top Banter, yes. Give yes. us that subscribe and follow. You need to watch Aussie rules football because there doesn't seem to be any rules, and that stadium is... Twice the size of a soccer field. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Do they have kangaroos and koalas? Probably running on the field, <sighs> beating people up.
0: They're called Joey's.
1: Um, like our buddy Joey. What a good guy. Yeah. I love me some Joey. But, yeah, that that call, again, the only time I've ever been late in my Johnny Crino's tenure was then. And, again, brought me brought me into the soccer world. My buddy Sam Freeze. he is a big soccer guy. He's been trying to get me there. He's, he's knowledgeable at all sports, baseball, football. Give a stat and a passion, and he'll do it. He was the kid. I know Pele. Like, <laughs> he was the kid that would get Major League Baseball, the video game, like 06. And he would not even play a game in the season. He would just trade and draft. And he wouldn't just trade and draft the N- MLB team. He would do all through AAA. Like, he was really big in it. GM. Yeah, he was he GM. I yeah, I think they invented that game for him. But he was just so knowledgeable. And he had been trying to get me into soccer for a while. And that was the call where I was like, okay. And we've been lucky enough to go to a couple matches together. but
0: And you've been lucky enough to be my friend despite your love of soccer.
1: And I appreciate that.
0: You're very welcome. Lucky guy.
1: I mean, it, it, they, they all can't be Michael Jordan, can they? It's true. Clips.
0: As we transition into this, I will not dwell too long, but this is the shot. There are very few clips as good as this on the whole, May 17th, 1989. Craig Elo just made that layup
1: and, to put them up. And people forget, Elo was an all-star. He was a good, good player. He was, what's it called?
0: Overshadowed. Overshadowed <laughs> as, as a whole, but undervalued yes. a, as a yes. player on that team. You got Jordan taking the outbound, out in pass, and the coach. What did he say, Roach? Are we talking about Doug Collins? We are talking about Doug Collins. <laughs> get the ball to Mike. No matter what. And get the fuck out of the way. That
1: was a, That was a... Well, Kirby. I played Kirby. We'll do that again. You want to hear Kirby again? No, let's no. not.
0: We know how that ends.
1: That was uh, oh, get dog. the ball, Michael. Everybody get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> go to the basket. And that was kind of their offense for a while was you just give it to Michael until Phil got there and did the, the triangle and they started winning championships. That
0: was basically the offense until he played baseball.
1: Yeah, I mean. It is, that is what it is. He he He's the man, and I think it's funny because – that's the truth, and that's kind of how everyone thought. Like, yeah, give it to Michael, we got a shot. Without Michael, eh, we're not doing so hot.
0: See, they just tell me to get the fuck out of the way if I'm on a basketball court. <laughs> they don't give me the ball first.
1: I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. You're, you're doing the Doug Collins call. I'm talking about Jordan's last shot um, against the Utah Jazz against Byron Russell. The still frame of that jump shot is amazing because if you look in the background, you have, like, a few Bulls fans, hands already up. Like, uh, we've just won the championship. Yeah. And Jazz fans covering their eyes like, we're about to lose again. Um, so m- most of my high school career, our coach was Wayne Roberts, amazing guy, took us to the playoffs, uh, one of the most all-time winner winners in the state of Texas, but I love him like a, like a second father. But prior to him, there was a coach named Kenny Hoffbeyer, and he had a, that picture in our locker room. And I don't remember who it was, if it was me or someone else, but I remember the conversation very vividly. And we were like, the person said, uh, you got, why do you have this Michael Jordan clip here? And it's been there for years. And he said, you know, Michael has always talked about as a dunker, a high flyer, double reverse, crazy stuff he was doing. He's like, but the shot I'll remember him for is a picture-perfect jump shot to win the championship and leave basketball. He's like, and that's what, how we need to play. Fundamentals, smart, don't need to be crazy, do the right plays. And that just, it, it's in my mind. I don't, know, I don't know why it's still there, but I still think about that all the time when I think about Michael Jordan is that one shot. And it could have been anything because he, he had the shot you talked about. He had the double reverse, he had everything, but – his last championship with the Bulls, outstanding. So, it's one of those things that I'll ne- I'll never not think about.
0: Uh, sounds like a good coach, to be honest with you. That's what people should be coaching: the simplicities. Learn your skills, make the game, and Jordan knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and he, another one of those that wasn't good in high school, got cut.
1: Yeah, he. We he, talk he about didn't.
0: these amazing All Star Hall of Fame athletes and what they've done. They just didn't stop. Yeah. Their yeah. determination to drive. They're not gonna be quitters.
1: Yeah, I mean Jordan Jordan's the man. I could talk about him all day. I, just just talking about him for two two moments. I just have things in my head I want to say, but we could have a whole episode just about Michael Jordan. So
0: maybe down the road.
1: Yeah, I'll leave that alone. So you're talking we're talking about Midwest soccer right now. That's what we're about to go into.
0: Midwest soccer? Oh, the good one. Hockey.
1: Talking about some hockey.
0: People without teeth, more muscles. Fast paced. Good game. Wearing pads. Not pussies. They're
1: wearing pads, so yeah, wearing pads.
0: You want to get hit with a hundred mile an hour puck? Frozen.
1: I, I don't want to play in the cold anyway, so just saying. I mean there's nothing else to do up there, so I guess you have to play hockey. It's a real
0: sport. Mexican ping pong doesn't count. So the story of Miracle on Ice.
1: And nobody cares. Next topic.
0: All right, next. <laughs> so are you anti USA now? Is that what you're saying?
1: I think that we Is that would, what you're saying? I think above my shoulder shows that I'm not anti USA. Just saying.
0: So you know, you were a seaman at one point in your life. <laughs> airmen,
1: so you airmen, oh. airmen worked on planes. I
0: always get that confused. Airmen, seaman, you know, whatever. Miracle on Ice, 1980, February. I was four years old. My brother was less than a year. He was three months old. The story my dad tells regularly. We come from a family of Midwestern soccer players. Mm-hmm a.k.a. hockey. Uncles played at the University of Minnesota, University of North Dakota, went into the Navy, played hockey. We are hockey. So when this happened and we beat the Ruskies in that game, I was on my dad's lap. He's bouncing me. My brother's in a bassinet on the floor. He's shaking him. I don't know what my mom's doing. My dad basically dropped me on the floor in excitement as he jumps (laughs) and talks about, how excited he was when that game finished and we beat the Russians! I mean, we
1: were we were nobodies and the Russians had been the champs for forever. You know, they were the best around. So what an what an upset! Maybe the greatest underdog upset of all time.
0: And still, to me, one of Al Michaels' best announcing for the U.S. The pride, the love. One of the best sports on the planet, besides baseball, soccer's way down the list. That was an amazing moment that I still listen and I still talk about. It. Obviously, we talk about it now. Yeah. Not old enough to remember, but the family stories and they talk about it every
1: time they get together. And that's a great movie too. If you have not seen, uh, it's on Disney Plus. I'm sure right Probably. now. Well, it's it's great. It's a uh, and Coach Herb Brooks
0: was quite the man that time at the University of Minnesota, taking over the U.S. team and just making them what they are.
1: Yeah, it was. It's a story unlike any other. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't watched it, you got to check that out. Um, again, mine's going to be in another Aggie moment. This is the greatest comeback in NCAA history, without a doubt. I don't even think there's an argument. Um, We were playing Northern Iowa, and Northern Iowa had just knocked off Texas in the NCAA tournament. Uh, We're down 12 with 35 seconds. The announcers are already talking about uh, that the Aggies are, you know, put themselves in this position, and they're about to be out of the tournament. In that 35 seconds, with some amazing shots by Daniel House and driving by now the dunking Alex Caruso, who wasn't dunking at A&M, We tie the game. Down 12 points with 35 seconds in basketball, that's a pretty insurmountable comeback situation to happen, and especially in the tournament. It never happened before. It's never happened since. Go to double overtime and actually win that game in 2016, which led us to the Sweet 16. I was just sitting on my couch. I'm like, I guess I'll finish this game, and it just came out of nowhere. And being an Aggie fan and not having a good Rebel basketball team since AC Law, really, it was exci- It was an exciting year to watch, and winning the SEC before that was even better. It is one of the great moments in Aggie history. Oh, yeah, all any football, basketball, anything. And yes, you
0: take all sports. Yes, and as, as much Aggie football is the pride and joy of that city. That game in particular was amazing. I my my brother actually, as a basketball coach and an Aggie, still loves this moment.
1: Yeah, i it's it's one <laughs> it's one of those moments that it's. It's so unexpected. You talk about we know we talk about the Altuve home run and how exciting cuz it came out of nowhere. This came out of nowhere. It was you no, knew s- what was coming? <laughs> as a fan, you did not know it was coming. <laughs> but as a fan here, it was just like, okay, it's 10. Okay, it's 6. Holy cow, it's 2. I mean, it was just a slow build of excitement. They're like, okay, we got it. We got it. No, we don't got it. We got it. It was it was it was fun to watch. How it make you feel? Warm and tingly. I had the I had the jitters. I had like the your good- wedding day. It, I'm going to say my wedding day was a l- little more exciting, a little more jitters to, like, times 100, but that game was unexpected and super exciting. The smartest thing you could have said right there. I know, I know, what, I know what I'm saying.
0: Absolutely. Heading into my last moment on this list. As a kid, I got to play in a stadium called Municipal Stadium in St. Paul, which now is home to St. Saint Paul Saints, owned by Mill Murray, played by – Daryl Strawberry played there. JD Drew played there. JD Drew's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, he's a, almost an extortionist, right? Pretty much is what with he with tried the to do. Phillies. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. tried.
0: Tried to rape him with a bunch of money, huge contract. They hadn't played a, a one pitch of Major League Baseball. So he ended up playing in the independent leagues up there. Uh, he got booed every game. We had a good time with that. <laughs> Kevin Millar, also on MLB Network, had a great career with the St. Saint Paul Saints and the MLB. But my grandmother. Wheelchair bound majority of my whole life, she has MS. She passed away back last May. She always had this, uh, this wheelchair. We, I called her Hot Wheels. We put her up on sideways, backwards. She didn't care. You could you could push her down the hill and she'd be like, "Hey, wee. <laughs> you know, that's a great riddle run there, G- Grandma was Grandma, but she was always worried. Like after the ball game, especially that one because it was a kind of a high profile game for a junior high." To be playing in that big stadium. right? The game was over and I came up through the the concourse and I went right to what I considered was my job, which was pushing my grandmother's wheelchair to the car and helping her in and putting the wheelchair up in the back of the car. That's awesome. And she was really worried that day. She didn't tell us, but she was really worried that I wouldn't want to do it because I just played a ball game. My buddies, my friends, my teammates, pushing her through this crowd of people. She thought it'd be
1: embarrassing. Didn't even think, think about it. Never either. even considered yeah. it.
0: My job was to push grandma down the ramps on one wheel, turn those corners, and make her scream and laugh and just uh, love every second of her grandson being behind her. So those are the kind of things. That instance right there just is embedded in my head forever. Yeah. You know, grandma's not here anymore, but that's the kind of stuff that's going to live on like through my kids too. and love of your family and respect.
1: I mean, and I, again, I think the world is changing too rapidly. Things are getting crazier, but kids aren't like that anymore, man. I mean, I was the same way with my family. I'm sure a lot of people our age were, but you just see when you go out and do different things, the craziness, the disrespect that kids have now, it's just, it's a different world that I think,
0: you know, my kids. Oh yeah. I'm raising them a little bit differently than some people. Right. And it's, it's hard to swallow sometimes watching other kids and their behaviors. But that's a whole, again, that's another show, and we don't have time for that.
1: That is true. That is true. And it's also
0: not a topic on Bar Banter.
1: I see uh, we talked about it last week. Um, no, actually, two weeks ago now because we missed an episode. But, um, you know, Gabe's Workshop sponsored something who actually made this awesome bar that you're looking at right now. So, uh, again, Gabe's Workshop on Facebook. Check it out. But you were talking about his son. And you were talking about the TV show Slobby's World. Slobby's and World. I know you were talking to Gabe uh, this morning. This you morning. went by the house. Uh, how was, the, how was the, the thrift meet or the, the trade meet or the swap meet, whatever, whatever it was, the clothing meet?
0: So down in Bayou City, he can buy t shirts for three, four bucks. They're selling on the open market for anywhere from $150, 200 $500. $1,300 Nirvana shirt. It was awesome. So Slobby's World shows up. By the way, if you can see, I'm not going to go away from the microphone. I got a Slobby's World t-shirt. Y'all need to send me t-shirts so we can talk about it.
1: <laughs> Just send you clothes. Just send me clothes. Just get your your wardrobe up.
0: Send me a soccer jersey. I'll wear it. That will make Roach laugh, and he will be so happy. He'll be smiling <laughs> for an hour as we talk here while I'm wearing a stupid Mexican ping pong shirt. But it'll be beautiful.
1: I so, mean, you're right. I would, I would definitely uh, appreciate that. Yeah.
0: I said it's send any shirt. If you want to see me in nothing less than a medium, I'll wear a medium and I'll see how it looks on me. it a crop top.
1: Oh, yeah. We talked about the shirtless episode, so... Yeah, you, Not
0: shirtless. Uh, You'll see my the size, Steel the size. hair.
1: Um, so, you know, we have a giveaway on every episode. Again, this episode is powered by New Vodka out of Dallas, Texas. 100% corn. Distilled six times. New stands for never underestimate Texas vodka. Again, they're doing a great job. They're taking care of us this episode, so we, we appreciate won- everybody. Yes,
0: powering our podcast.
1: Yeah, they are making sure this thing keeps running. Um, everyone's been great, but Keith, you drew the winner for uh, the new vodka bottle. Who's the winner of the vodka?
0: So the new NUE Never Underestimate Vodka goes to Frankie Lozano. Uh, he lives somewhere on Cypress, Texas, I believe, but he is on the list and he was chosen.
1: Frankie, hey, thank you for the chosen uh, one. Yes, you are chosen for a like Harry Potter. Kelly tried to get me to watch that. I watched one, couldn't do it.
0: No, read the books first.
1: No, you don't know how to read. Um, I, I didn't know how to read. That's, no, it's it's okay. new for me. Um, it's but Frankie, lucky. hey, thank you for uh, Thanks, subscribing. Uh, make All sure your support. Make sure you're telling your friends. Make sure you're telling your family. Uh, again, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Keith just did an, a new live stream yesterday, uh, cards with catcher, which was really awesome to watch. Uh, very interesting. Some good engagement, uh, so we got some things working for that. Uh, Absolutely, the, we got the Gigem guys that's dropping on Saturday. We just got a lot of stuff going on at Bar Top Banter.
0: It's kind of cool the different content we can do. Yeah, with our different lives and where we are at, with wives and kids and wives and dogs and Aggies and baseball cards, all this fun stuff that we both get to do.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's been a lot of fun. It does it take a lot of work? Yes, you know. Coming here on days you work, days off. Coming in early. We got we got Sam back there behind the camera. Coming in, making Best a drive. Best intern ever. Best intern ever. I mean, actually, let's let's just be honest. It's been a little more consistent. She's 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 now done. Oh what? my god! It'll be three episodes. What's gonna happen to Hochi? I mean, I don't know. He better get his act together. <sighs> Silly agent. K. I mean, he'll have a he'll have a he'll have a landlord that'll keep him in line. I think.
0: Yes, you will have a landlord. <laughs> but I heard he's really nice and yeah.
1: handsome. <laughs> Yeah, so hey guys, keep checking us out, keep spreading the word, um, you know, the goal is to get to a thousand subscribers, that's what we want to do, I know all you can help us do it, um, and again, let us know what you want us to talk about, I've seen, uh, Jeanette left a cool one, our take on tips for the service industry, that that could be a hot topic. Oh, uh, here we go. Um, and how we feel about that, so that's a good one, but if you have anything, put it in there. Um, do not leave a sleeve of pennies. Yeah, that that's a, that's another one that could be all day with experience and things, but um, we enjoy doing this. We just want to make sure y'all having a good time listening. Keith, what you got before we're out, bud?
0: That's all I got, guys. Please find us, have fun with us, enjoy it. You see me, slap my ass, tell me good job, say no homo, and we're good to go.
1: There you go. Hey, again, thanks Sam being here, making sure everything is running right. Thank you, Sam. Uh, I'm Josh. This is Keith. I'm and Keith. Until next time, Bar Top Banter out. We'll see you next time. Peace. I'm out
0: of here. <laughs>